Okay, we are in Sefer Nehemia, Perek Beis, Pasuk Aleph, Vayihi Bachodesh Nisan. So we saw yesterday Nehemia, a very interesting biblical figure. We did mention that his Sefer Nehemia is written completely in the first person. It is autobiographical. Some say it's like he kept a diary. It's a diary of his activities. And when we left yesterday, Nehemia is firmly ensconced in Shushan, the capital of the Persian Empire. His official task is wine bearer to the king, and you do not get much higher than that. But he is more of the political advisor, the conscience of the Persian Empire. And suddenly his comfort zone has been disrupted by a visiting delegation from Eretz Yisrael, from Yehuda. And it's not just a casual visit, but rather he is told of terrible things that have gone on since Ezra did his um, cleansing of the non-Jewish wives and began an anti-assimilationist campaign in that 12, 13 years, terrible things happened. The walls were destroyed, the walls around Yerushalayim, the gates were burned, the Jews were persecuted. And so there's several questions. One, how did this happen? Where's Ezra? Ezra's not even mentioned here. Ezra was the titular head, the political head, the religious head of that entire community in Judea, and there's no mention of him. So they come to Nehemiah, and what they're doing is nothing less than asking him to intercede with King Daryavesh, and not only that, but take his leave of Daryavesh and come to Judea to try and rectify this terrible situation. And he is taken aback at it. And we begin with in the month of Nisan, that is Koresh. I am sorry, that's Daryavesh. Hamelech Yayin Lefanov. It was time he drank wine that was brought before him. For SOS Hayayin, and I carried the wine in. We have learned that Nehemiah was his wine bearer, his wine taster, which involved him tasting the wine before the king drank it, which also entailed a separate kula that he could drink the wine that was Stam Yayin, touched by a non-Jew, because of his exalted position. So I bring the wine in, the Etna Lamelech, the Lohayisi Ra Lefana. Very interesting. Lohayisi Ra Lefana. That I never appeared before the king with less than a smiling, pleasing countenance. I never allowed myself the luxury of being crestfallen or dour or sullen. Lohayisi Ra Lefana. But now, whether it was by um, virtue of the fasting we saw he did in Perak Aleph or the crying and, and, and davening, his face betrays a certain sadness. And the king notices it right away. 
Why are your face, your countenance so dire, so sad? You're not sick. Obviously, and this shows you how quick they turn. Obviously, you are plotting something. But And I was terribly fearful of what he said. As um, the Malbin says, the era alev, um, it is that you're plotting something to poison me. I'm sorry, that's Rashi that says it. Um, you have a desire to kill me, with the poison that you poured in this cup. That's how obviously crestfallen he looked. And I feared for myself. But Omar la Melech, and I said to the king, Hamelech la Olam you began each address, long live the king. How could my face not be saddened? Because the city where my ancestors are buried has been destroyed, the burial grounds, and its gates consumed by fire. The Malbin tells us that this use of that the graves of my ancestors have been defiled is a brilliant tactic because, as I will reach you in the Malbin, Kimakom Farosa Ovos Kodesh to the Persians, it was nothing more sacrosanct than the graves of their fathers. So when Nehemiah mentions this, um, he reacts. This is something, it's a buzzword. Incidentally, one of the things that's puzzling, and we don't have an answer, he gets that message, Nehemiah in Kislev, and he comes in Nisan to the king, same in Shnas Esrim. What took three months? We don't know. Did it take three months to build his courage? Did it take three months to ascertain the veracity of the report? We don't know. And again, the question, where is Ezra? We know he's alive because he will appear later in the um, parrot. But where? So, uh, King picks up the hint, Daryavesh, what are you asking of me? Are you asking a particular remedy? The Espalel Elokei Hashemayim, and I pray to the Kaddish Baruch Hu, the inferences before answering, he utters a silent prayer to the Kaddish Baruch Hu. Vayomer Lamelech, and I say to the king, and of course you show this could be the king uh, of Malchei Hashores, and it could be the king Joyavesh. Vayomer Lamelech, Imala Melech Tov, if this is pleasing to the king, and I have earned your goodwill. And allow me to go, send me, dispatch me to Yehuda, to the land of the graves of my ancestors. He sees he's made a very effective hit with that argument, and so. He repeats it. 
Yoshevet Etzlo. Interesting word. Shegel usually means his favorite queen. Shegel could also mean a concubine. Shegel, the Gemara tells in a very unflattering anecdote, could mean his dog. But here, the Mepharshim field, Sheleg means the queen mother was sitting next to him, and we know the queen mother is Esther Hamalka. She obviously sat next to him. How long is this journey you propose to go on going to be? When are you going to turn? And I answered him. We don't know what the answer is. It's going to turn out it's very many years. And he dispatches me, and I gave him an approximate time as to the duration of his journey. And now I have an additional request of the king. I would like you to write to me letters of introduction or safe conduct is more like it to the satraps that are across the river that are in trans-Euphrates that they accompany me until Yehuda. Accompany me means a military escort. Remember, Ezra was very reluctant, in fact, did not ask for a military escort from Daryavish. He does. The Igres El Oset, moreover, I would like an introduction, a letter to Asaf. Who is Asaf? Asaf Shomer Hapardes Hashalamela. He guards the forest. We're talking about the forest where the cedars of Lebanon grow, that is the king's private property. Asher Yitengli hates him. I want him to be commanded to give me trees and wood, to cover the gates of the temp of the capital, that belong to the bias, and to use it to cover the walls of the city. Additionally, I need a house. I'm going on a mission for the king. I need a sort of house. I don't want to stay with anybody. So I will need one constructed as well. And the king gives me according to what the Kaddish Baruch Hu has strengthened my hand. I cross the trans-Euphrates. I give them the king's letters of introduction. And he sends with me foot soldiers and infantry. Now we are going to meet the villains of this piece. Vayishma Sanbalat Hachroni, Vitovia Eved Ho Amoni, Vayarlohem Ragadolo. So Sanbalat the Choronite, and Tuvia, who is an Ammonite slave, hears this, and they are very, very unhappy. Who is coming to do good to Israel? Who are these people? Sanbala, according to the Mephoshim, is an apostate. According to Josephus, he is a um, 
a non-Jew whose daughter married the Kohen Gadol. When Ezra issued his order, he would not comply and therefore lost his kahuna. Sambala is very bitter. Uh, ditto the uh, Ammonite. Tuvia Ha'eved, Ha'amoni. He is in a forbidden marriage. They are very unhappy. They were in the original group that tried to break up the construction of the temple under Koresh. Mephoshim say that the Sanballat obviously came with the first Assyrians when um, Sancherib mixed up the populations and brought Syrians. And they are there plotting. They hate the Jews. They resent the Jews. They even here supposedly offered they want to help, as they did the last time. It's very interesting, Rev Schwab refers to them as original Palestinians. They just foment trouble all day long. And I rest there three days. Interesting fact, because it's the third time in Ezra and Nehemiah that it describes a journey and it describes a three-day rest. From this we learn it is customary to rest for three days. And so he rests and does not tackle the problem, doesn't review the problem before him. Some say the three days means you don't do a, a tzvila chashuva in those three days. In any case, now three days are over, the ekum laila, I get up in the middle of the night, aniva anashim ma'atimi, a small retinue with me. I do not breathe a word to anyone, even in my retinue, what my task is here in Yerushalayim. And now I'm going to do a reconnaissance mission in the midst of night to just inspect what we're talking about. These men cannot use horseback. I don't want the noise, the hoofs. I'm riding a small donkey, just me. And now my reconnaissance mission. The Etse Bishar Hagai, I go out in the gate of the valley, Lila at night, Bel Pene Ayin, the gate of the serpent, Hatanin, Bel Shar Ashba, and then the dung gate, that's the root. The He Shover Bahomos Yerushalayim Asher Hain Pusin. And now we have a Korean Kesiv Shover. Shover could mean the inspection. I am analyzing, I am looking at, I am appraising it. Shover could also mean break. Some say that what he did was break the breaches in the walls where he could even further. The idea being to galvanize the people how serious this was and how we better spring into action. I broke the walls even further than they had broken. And its gates had been consumed by fire. And now he continues this reconnaissance tour. And I go through the gate of the king, I go through, there's not even room in certain breaches 
to pass with my donkey. So high is the rubble, uh, so narrow is the um, entrance. The Ahi Oleb and Nacha Laila, the Ahi Shover, Bachoma, the Eshub, Avo, Bashar, Hagai, the Ashub. I make a complete circular reconnaissance and come back on Shar Hagai. Vaskanim, the nobles, Lo Yodu on Halachti. They don't know where I've gone. Umeani Oseb, what I'm doing. Ula Yehudim, Ula Kohanim, Ula Chorim, Ula Skanim. I haven't breached a word of what I am here to do and what I intend to do to anybody. At this, the guys that went with me don't know what I was doing. The Omer Alehim, and now I gather them the next morning. The Atem Roim do you see? Do you see with your own eyes the terrible calamity of Yerushalayim, how they've destroyed the, the gates, they've destroyed the fences, Nitzu and burned the, the entrances with fire. Vinivne Lachu, let us go. Vinivne Eschomas Yerushalayim, Beloni Yeodcher, let us go. Rebuild the gates of Yerushalayim and let this degradation and humiliation stop. And so now I disclose to them how the king dispatched me, how the Kaddish Baruch Hu is with me. And they got and they say, let us arise, let us build, let us strengthen our hands in goodness and righteousness. Now, now we've got a third guy, Geshem Ha'aravi, a Geshem who is Arab, who apparently is high up in the, um, the non-Jewish administration. And what they do, they laugh, they laugh, they mock us. What are you doing? First, by the way, the Mephoshim say, as previously they offer, we want to help with this. And they are turned down. And then they take the tack. What are you doing? This is a rebellion against the king. You're not building a wall or reinforcing a wall. You're building a wall to mount a rebellion against the king. You don't fool us. And I answer them, we see that we prevail. And we, his servants, will get up and we will build and we will restore. You will have no role, you will have no grace, you will have no remembrance in Yerushalayim. However, if you think for a second, you have seen the last of Sanbalat and Tuvya Ha'evet Ha'amoni and Geshem Ha'aravi. You are wrong. 8.45 a.m. tomorrow. You will not want to miss this. Ad Khan.